Chapter 4 If I Kiss You I couldn't sleep that night thinking of her. I was so excited to finally be able to speak to her while looking directly in her face. I wanted her to feel that I was there for her and that she could count on me. For me, more than anything sexual, it was a situation of deep caring. By now you only know a fraction of the truth. You only know how the romance between us started. You know about how we used to text and how we used to rendezvous. But it is merely the fraction I want you to know before introducing you to her ugly truth. No one will ever know all the details in my conversations with her on the cell phone and our live chats on Skype. It is part of the story that I didn't like to remember because it reminds me of her husband. It is the part of the story she is currently living somewhere. They shared the same bed even though they didn't speak to one another. It wasn't a secret anymore to her that he was seeing someone else. She wanted to divorce him in the first place anyway. But for him, divorce was not an option. He wouldn't split up a dime with her, and he made it very clear to her that she was able to leave whenever she wanted but without the only thing she really wanted. Not the expensive cars, not one of the mansions, not the jewelry, not his business, but her son. He made it very clear to her that he would use everything in his power to keep Angie away from her little boy if she ever left. Her son was the reason why she couldn't leave her husband. Her son was the reason why she suffered all the abuse and humiliation. Living in the mansion was a battlefield for her used to come home drunk after a wild night out and wake her up with screaming, forcing her to take her clothes off. Sometimes she escaped and locked herself in the bathroom, and sometimes she couldn't. It got to the point her eyes didn't cry anymore, and her body got numb to all the pain. She covered with makeup every bruise on her neck and arms. Sometimes she needed bigger glasses to hide the black eye, but most of the time, she just stayed home. Her body was no stranger to being battered. She went from broken lips and bruises to jammed fingers, back injury, and cracked ribs, on and on again. But that was the price she had to pay to be with her son. You find lots of women living under similar situations nowadays. I divide them into four groups. The first group is made up of the ones who find a way out. In the second group, the women are still in that situation. The women in the third group are not so lucky and are those brave women who have been killed. Women in the last group are the ones that can't take it anymore and kill themselves in desperation. When I said that this was more than sexual and was a caring situation, I truly meant it. I couldn't sleep when I wasn't with her because all I could think of was, what if today is the day her husband beats her to death? What if tomorrow never comes. But the worst feeling was not even being able to do anything about the whole situation. I was good just supporting her by talking to her and being there. But I wanted to do more, and it was killing me. The day we were to meet alone finally arrived. I left my house really early because I wanted to buy her a yellow rose and some chocolates, a yellow rose as a symbol of our friendship. I remember hiding the flower and the chocolates in the glove compartment. She parked her SUV in the lower level of the mall and texted me to pick her up. Angie Hope Hey, I'm here. 
A4. My paranoia kicked in again, and I replied to her, Don Juan, I think it's best you enter the mall and walk around to the upper level in case you are followed. I will be by the elevator in F3 in a gray van. It was funny to see her while I was driving and got closer to a crowd or stopped at a red light. The way she tried to stay hidden by sliding down the seat reminded me of a melting ice cream. She sat in the back of the van all the way to the hotel. I parked and she waited in the car until I got the reservation and the room key. Once I was in the room, I texted her. Hey, I'm already in room 59. Take your time. And can you please bring me my cell phone charger? I think it is in the glove compartment. Thanks. When I opened the door, her pink face and her smile said it all. The way she hugged me was indescribable. We laid on the bed and I hugged her and played with her hair. She was clearly very happy lying next to me. I said to her as if it were a poem. Now is when I go back to that moment. When we truly looked at each other, lost in space and time, surprised that first day we touched hands and our destinies met, it was very obvious an angel had fallen by my side. Giving up her wings to receive my existence, I was a fool back then for almost accepting never seeing you again and letting you go. But the writing in the stars was an intense force, attaching two souls without many words. Fate revived the occurrences, and in my dream, I saw your presence. You looked at my eyes as if calling forgotten memories. I was obvious that after that meeting, the affection would grow undiluted in such a nice way, a love dose so intense that took us to the stars, warming our souls and healing us from when we are apart, recalling slowly the way into your arms. Longing for you with the mind, and today is the day I enfold you in my arms. Today, we are so close that you hear my heartbeat, and I can feel the pleasant air between each breath. Your hair lays on me, and your hands simulate your emotions. They're out of control. I won't mention your mouth since it's already banned. If I kiss you right now, we will not stop. I conform to your presence. I conform to looking at you. I conform to knowing you want me as this moment arrived. So the moment to love you will come as well. You'll love me with your body and soul and kiss me without making me stop. Then, time no longer will be our enemy and we'll stay as long as we want. For you to do whatever you want to do to me. A moment when you don't stop smiling and hugging me happily. I will wait for that day. You don't have to ask me because you know I will. Even if I have to spend other lives waiting, I will always return to you. She got closer to me and hugged me tighter. I continued with my poem in a soft voice. And if you, with those eyes, suddenly trap me, attracting me to your lips, poisoning me with your love, in an incident way to put away my innocence, leaving my discernment judgment of forbidden touch, laughing full of malice while summoning your spell, and scratching with your fingernails my back, collecting your hair inciting me to suck, feeding me with your neck and inviting me down, with a sly smile as you get undressed, 
Then, raising your eyes, you glimpse the wolf that is within me, ready to devour you impatiently like you want me to. With your grace you tame me, changing your move, touching me in ways you know are not legal. I let myself go to your mermaid wails. What if singing passionately you control me with your charms and steal my heart? It's so easy to convince me with your sweet beauty. Do not hurt me and do not leave. Just give me your tenderness. September 19th was the date. I would never forget it. Right after I finished saying my poem to her, she kissed me. And then we lost control of ourselves. The way we made love, the passion, and the heat between us was so intense, it is inexplicable. This is how I remember it. I'll keep the secret. My angel is a little demon who has never been caught, except by me, of course. And she possesses me when I kiss her and remove all her clothes. My angel speaks trying to convince me. Please stop it. Not that spot. Please don't touch me in that area. While she grabs my hands, real tight, then your demon whispers under your breath. Why do you do this to me? Remove your clothes, it says to me. Red flames spread in your eyes like a mist. Your strength doubles like a snake as you wrap around me like your prey. I feel the free movement of your body and the pleasure that you have when letting go. It is the sound of your voice that brings the excitement in your hunt. The time you take to bite, scratch, and kiss becomes the time I accept to be yours and to be eaten. There's nowhere else to run. I am caught. If I ever escape, I will love one more time to be hunted by you. Take your time to enjoy. I won't run. Bite me hard. Lick my wounds with a roar. Take the pain in my heart with this act. With your passion and love, just attack. I will splash over you all my blood. It will be just a sign of my love. September 19th. She tried, but she couldn't contend anymore. And when she reached her climax, I love you, escaped her mouth. And at that instant, I noticed shame washed over her. She apologized to me for saying too much. Her words hypnotized me in a catonic state. I was unable to respond. She may have been ashamed for admitting it, but it was the most beautiful moment of my life, because I was in love with her too. I worried that if I said, I love you too, that it would make things awkward. I should have told her my feelings, but I didn't. I still feel the waves of your waist crashing against my rock. My ship was being wrecked by your storm, swaying from one side to the other with your strong rainfall. Your robust breezes sinking my crew. Just when I thought it was over, I was whipped by your tempest, all broken and with my body in pieces, floating in the residue of your water, almost without strength to swim when suddenly, in my chest, I felt an immense heat that relieved the cold atmosphere of your departure. I was floating, exhausted, but desiring you come back. To face your anger one more time and navigate you with my body, even if you wreck me again. I'll swallow a thousand mouthfuls of your water and row harder when your large waves cover me. 
What a pleasure was left after exhaustion. The calm when you took pity. I still wonder if you stopped crashing against me not to hurt me, sending your dripping waves all over the edge. I still hear the echo resounding, the sturdy winds and the moan in your voice and loud breathing. Do not think that I have been beaten. Once again, I'll raise up my ship and continue rowing to the horizon, pursuing your cloudscape in each dawn and dusk until we meet up again. And once again, drown in your tempest of love. September 19th. That day, I was in heaven. I wish we could have stayed forever there. But she had to go back. I didn't want to ruin the night worrying her about my concerns of getting caught and how I started to feel that someone was spying on me. She had too much on her plate, but it was time for me to find out if I was a target or not, and if she was in danger.